Hey hikers, welcome to the Thruer Podcast, where we talk to new and experienced long distance or through hikers about their adventures on and off trail. I'm your host, Cheer. In this episode, we are catching up with Courtney King or Cinderella, who is hiking north on the Pacific Crest Trail. Let's listen in. Hello everyone, this is Courtney. I apologize if this recorder picks up a little bit of wind in the background or some noise. I'm actually recording this from my tent. It's about 8 p.m. from about mile 96 or so, a little bit before mile 96. And this is actually the first night on the trail so far that I've camped by myself um, in an area without, uh, without at least a couple hikers around. So it should be nice, uh, refreshing, and something different. I think this may actually be the first time I've ever camped at all completely by myself. Although, while there aren't any hikers in the vicinity, I do know that there are plenty um, only a couple miles away. So for this recording, I just wanted to give a an update about how the trail is going for me so far. On my first day, May 10th, I originally planned on hiking a bit, but my friend and I wanted to get to, my friend who was dropping me off, and I wanted to get to the southern terminus a little bit after the heat of the day. Um, It didn't make sense to go right in the middle of the day, and we couldn't go early in the morning. And I walked probably about a quarter mile or so with her and then I saw there were some other people so she said goodbye Um, and it actually ended up turning out to be um, a trail angel and and later joined by a couple trail angels um, who offered to make us dinner and really just provide a welcome to the trail which was I think really comforting and, and really what a lot of us needed so There were a group of us basically around a picnic table, kind of shyly introducing ourselves and and figuring out what questions we had for each other and for the trail angels who maybe had some more hiking experience or experience with this trail and this terrain in particular and had a nice dinner together. Um, The next morning, woke up... At a decent time, I used my last flush toilet, which I wasn't sure uh, how long I'd have access to again, and then continued on my way. Um, So that's been actually kind of a funny conflict on the trail so far. Everyone seems to, when we meet new people, which I'm really surprised that we're still meeting new people. Um, it feels so insulated with the people who started the day or two around you and then and then you get to a town or something and find a bunch of other people who you hadn't gotten to know yet or even just an overlook or something like that. And that maybe you were only an hour ahead of or behind of and just never ran into. Um, so it's it's been kind of a conflict in terms of whether I want to say I started on May 10th or May 11th. Um, 
I'm saying technically May 10th because I did walk a little bit. And some of the other people who started that night hadn't gone to the terminus. So they turned back the next morning and then truly started the 11th. So somewhere in between there. I think May 10th is kind of my day zero and, and May 11th is maybe my day one. But that's all really semantics anyway. The first day went well for me. Um, the first couple days, I think, were figuring out how much I could hike in a day. I definitely exceeded any sort of length I had hiked in a day before, which I wasn't necessarily expecting to and was surprised by. Um, but at the same time, really figuring out what my limits were, as well as other people were figuring out the same, mostly in terms of um, hiking in the heat of the afternoon, which was tough, especially, you know, that, that first full day, all of us coming out of uh, Warner Canyon, I believe it was, and had a really steep climb that we all seemed to accidentally time for the heat of the day. Um, and so a lot of us just trying to find shade or make shade where we could, which was has been kind of a theme for the past couple of days. Although it has gotten a little cooler. Um, along with that, I guess I would say there's kind of a concern in my head and I think in some other people's heads about how hot it was feeling. Because it really only is in the 80s, and we know things that are going to get much, much worse in the Mojave. So some of us are still trying to do some really early mornings and, and get our hikes finished by the heat of the day. Um, sometimes that doesn't work out, but all knowing that things are going to be much, much worse in the Mojave. Um, but it's been really exciting to see the different terrain here and the different plants in the desert. It's so interesting. I knew that this trail overall was super ecologically diverse and I knew that the desert was the most diverse section of that, but it's so interesting how even within a course of the day, you can really see a lot of changes, um, particularly when you're changing elevation but, for example, I think it was our second day. We had camped the night before in Lake Morena and were hiking to around Mount Laguna. And at the end of that day, just what had been desert shrublands, I don't know what exact term I'd like to use for the habitat, um, but basically turned into a pine forest out of the middle of nowhere, which a few of us slept in and, and was just such an interesting change and a refreshing change, I guess I would say, to see something totally different and, and be coming out of the desert into just this little pocket of forest. And then yesterday morning was almost like being in... I think the best term I could come up with was a desert garden, seeing more yuccas and, and cacti, some of which we had seen before but we're seeing a lot more of, seeing huge, huge aloe plants, which I never even knew they could get that big, and it was 
so interesting to see all these plants that some of which I've really only seen in botanical gardens and things like that and really be living in it, uh, particularly at the end of, of the hike I did yesterday where there was a section around mile 75 or so um, before anyone familiar with the trail would know before reaching Scissors Crossing where you're at essentially the valley floor and the trail is really just just winding through the valley floor and it's so interesting it's like you're going through um, a big open landscape but the way you're winding is like going through a labyrinth of cacti or something it was really fun and apart from close to you the vegetation you can see it's been really great to see just beautiful overlooks and vistas that the trail leads you to and is one thing that I knew was particularly the case for this trail but I didn't necessarily think I'd see it in the desert um it truly is, and, and some of us have remarked, you know, you just hear the term desert and you think of a lot of nothingness. And even coming from the Southwest, I had, well, living in the Southwest, I guess you should say, um, I had experienced some high deserts before, but it's just so interesting to see the mountains here and really all the time throughout the day to have beautiful views wherever you are of the mountains. It certainly helps making helps make any challenges of the day a lot easier. A lot of the walking is on ridge lines and things like that, which is can be a little scary as the trails a lot tighter in places than I thought it would be, but at the same time is amazing. You're spending so much time looking down, especially me. I'm a pretty clumsy person, and I'm also worried about rattlesnakes, as I know I should be. Um, I haven't seen or heard one yet, <laughs> but I know other people have, and I'm sure I will in due time. So spending a lot of time just looking down at my feet, but then you can always literally just turn your head, and there's... Um, something beautiful to the side of you. In terms of my experience, at the end of each day, looking back on the day, I'm definitely in good spirits, which is great, but it's not always easy during the day. It definitely can be a challenge, like I said, in those late afternoons, but I've really been happy with how I've able to push, been able to push myself, but how I've also been feeling as if I'm doing so in a way that is sustainable. I, from the beginning, I, I mean, this still is the beginning, but before I started the trail, I was very concerned with wanting to have a good pace, but not wanting to push myself too hard where I would get injured. And I think I found happy medium between those two. Um, at least it seems like that now. I don't want to 
say that I'll never get injured because I know that everyone gets injured at some point or other. It's just how severe it is and um, I don't want to push it too hard but it's been really nice being able to keep up 18-20 mile days as I hoped and in even in, in a little even it exceeded my expectations a little bit. And then to find too that going into town even just for a little bit really helped in terms of recovery. So I was I had been planning from the start to go into Julian and I was able to do so yesterday. So yesterday morning was my first morning I was actually able to get myself up before 5 a.m., which was really exciting. I'm still working on packing up my tent quicker and all of that, but was able to get a good start on the day and complete the miles I had wanted to by essentially 1 p.m. and was able to get a ride into Julian not too much later than that. So I really had a great time in town and you know, completed some errands, picking up mail and things like that. That was one of the few places I did send a resupply food box to. But then over the course of the afternoon, it was nice to see how, and I think some of it too was because I had finished my hike so early, my time in town almost felt like a separate day. Really by the end of the day, I felt that while I had originally planned before I even started the trail to take a zero day in Julian. I thought I would need it at that point. Um, I really just felt that while I enjoyed the town, I was already ready to get back on trail. Um, I do think I'll need a zero day at some point, probably sooner rather than later, but I just didn't feel that yet. And so I really had a pretty full in terms of mileage day of hiking had a great time in town and then and then was able to get um, right back on the trail this morning so I'm still trying to stay very in tune with my body and do stretches and things like that I don't have terrible blisters but I do have some on the pads of my feet but other than that I would say my body is doing quite well and hopefully it stays that way. But I've been really happy with how this first close to a week, again with that start date, whether you want to consider it five or six days, but really excited to see how at least those days have been going. Um, something that's been interesting to see is that while I knew that I wouldn't necessarily develop a trail family or know who I would be hiking with, what what pace I would keep until really a couple weeks in as a lot of people are changing their plans, unfortunately having to leave the trail and things like that around that time, it's kind of interesting how f from the first day it still felt pretty insulated I guess I would say um, and strange to meet new new people along the trail um, and I was surprised to find that even a day or two 
and I was still meeting other people who had started maybe the same day but at a different time or maybe started the day after and then going into town met even more people so it's really interesting to already see how even though it feels like we're currently in this bubble of just the people who started from May 9th to May 11th we really are at the tail end of those who started or still will be starting their hikes this year and within that small group it's been fun to see how news travels on the trail um, things like you know how someone you hadn't even met yet got their trail name a day or so, so in and and then you meet that person and you already know the story but it'll be really interesting to see once we spread further and further out how news travels down the trail. Um, going into town was also, I think, bittersweet because at the, that point it became especially clear where some of us felt we needed to hold back and where some other people were really pushing far ahead and, and trying to do huge miles and knowing that the people I met on the first or second or third day and might have liked to stay at a similar pace with that that unfortunately might not be the case um, and just trying to accept that and know that it's a natural part of things and that I can still hopefully stay in touch with those people and and maybe reconnect later down the trail. I've been talking for quite a while now, so I don't want to go too into detail. That's kind of been a lot of the nitty-gritty. I haven't really gotten too much into more of my introspection on the trail, but needless to say, I've been thinking a lot about the desert and water and where we choose to build cities and things like that. I guess to get into it a little bit, someone mentioned a quote, which I believe might be John Muir, but I'm not 100% confident in that. Um, but the extent of the quote is that there would be enough water in the desert for did we not build cities where they should not exist. And that's something I've been starting to think about as I know that the only way we can do this trail is that we're relying on people dropping off stashes of water from us for us. I don't know how this would be possible to do just filling up from streams or from towns you would have to carry an immense amount of water at a time um, even just the towns that the fact that the towns exist in the first place and knowing that really this trail through the desert which whether or not a trail through the desert should be possible is in itself a question, but also knowing that, that sh this trail could not be possible 
if those towns had not been built in the desert. So those are, that's one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately. And I'm sure I will return to in due time as I spend however many miles walking on top of the LA aqueduct or I'm not sure the official name but on the aqueduct that brings water to LA which sounds like a very interesting experience I've been told it's I think the longest stretch without water and then you get to points where you're literally walking on the aqueduct itself and can see water 20 feet beneath you going to LA that you are unable to access. So some really interesting ideas. Um, I have had some other interesting reflections about this area from seeing the border, the immense border wall up close on my first day to seeing, I forget what mileage it's at, but it's certainly marked an area where you have to be mindful not to step off trail because there's an unexploded ordinance to just today I was walking again on a tight trail on a ridge line and this immense noise came from the sky I literally didn't know what to think it was I didn't know if it was an animal, a natural disaster, literally the sky opening up. And fortunately, it didn't, it shocked me, but not enough where I would have tripped or fallen off the cliff or something like that. But just this immense noise, and then I see two fighter jets that look like they're out of Star Wars or something zoom past, incredibly low and incredibly loud right near me. So. It's really interesting to think about the military. In this case, I, in the case of this and the, the ordinance, I believe both are related to an Air Force base nearby, but in this area and in this country in general and how that intersects with our natural spaces and public lands and towns. So I've been talking for quite a bit. I don't want to go on too much further and we'll maybe write a bit to get into a bit more detail about some of those other things if I keep reflecting on them. But that is how my first week has been going so far. Some of the things I've been thinking about and reflecting on. I'm very excited for the week ahead. I guess already doesn't seem like I'm really structuring things in terms of weeks, but I'm excited for the stretch ahead to Idlewild, um, but even just excited for tomorrow morning. Like I said, I'm a, at about mile 96 right now. I was thinking of going to mile 100, but that would have been a big push. It would have been think a 23 or 24 mile day which is quite a bit and I would have wanted to make sure I got there um, before the sun had set too much when I could really see 
the 100 marker and really appreciate that. While it's such a small percentage of the whole trail, I think we're maybe walking about 1% of the trail each day or something like that. Um, The 100 mile marker will be, for me and for a lot of people, really exciting. So that's to come tomorrow morning. Thank you all for listening. So that's a wrap for Courtney or Cinderella's PCT update. If you'd like to follow along with her on Instagram, etc., you can check out the links in the show notes. And if you'd like to get involved with our community, check out our website and our social media. All of those links are in the show notes, but I'll give the website to you here. It's www.thruer.com. That's www.thru-r.com. And on our website, we have a list of our upcoming meetups, a link to our all-new YouTube channel. Uh, You could train with us using Strava, so there's a link for that. There's helpful resources on there and more. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, happy hiking.